0: What's up, guys? This is Jared, and you're listening to the Live Well, Lead Well podcast. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of Live Well, Lead Well with me, Jared Grabiel. Um, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the YouTube channel. Um, Thanks for joining us. And we hope that you've been able to check out some of the other episodes. On the last one, um, we talked about four steps uh, to navigate through tough organizational change. And so if this is your first time jumping on the show, and if that episode sounds relevant to you, um, then definitely go check out the last episode, Four Steps to Navigating Through Tough Organizational Change, the way that I see it, um, even in personal and professional life. Um, We either just went through some type of change, we're currently dealing with one, or we're about to. So if we can figure out how to do that the right way, um, I want to help in any way possible. So check out that episode. Um, But today's got a slightly different vibe. Um, With it being early in 2019, I wanted to teach on eight steps uh, to the best year of your life or in other words, eight steps to the healthiest year in your life. Um, I'm really, really big on being healthy. And I think it attributes to a lot of people's success. And so what we're going to see here today is some of the steps that I've been able to pull from my own life that I apply on a daily basis. Um, And then I've also pulled these things from both science and other professionals doing really, really well. People like the CEO of Amazon for example right so um, so as we look back at each year a lot of us sometimes don't like to do this Uh, some of us are filled with encouragement or maybe joy from all the things that we did last year or the things we accomplished the people we met the new relationships that we've established but some of us when we reflect on on a year we think man that went by really quickly I didn't accomplish what I had planned I'm not in the shape that I wanted to be in, right? 12 months goes by really, really fast. Um, I didn't uh, grow my company the way I wanted to. I didn't grow my own personal brand. I didn't um, do the thing, I didn't travel. I didn't do all these things that I had planned. And so for if this is, if that is you, then this is really going to um, provide a lot of value for you. Or even if you are someone who accomplished a lot that last year, definitely pay attention to these eight steps because one of them is really gonna stick out for you. And that's what I want you to do today. Um, All eight are really great and they're all very practical. But what I want you to focus on is what one or two really hit home for you and start trying to use those right away. Um, So really, it's, it's really very easy. Steps one and two takes 15 minutes before you go to sleep, typically, the way I do it. Steps three to six takes about 45 minutes altogether, uh, preferably preferably before your day starts. And then uh, step seven can take anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes. Um, and step eight takes five seconds, potentially. So it doesn't take a lot of time at all to do these things. Um, so we'll dive right in. Step one is spend 15 to 20 minutes reading a book before you go to bed. Um, I read a lot of nonfiction, um, but it doesn't really matter either way. So according to the National Sleep Foundation, a relaxing reading ritual can prepare your body for sleep, and it can help your mind separate your sleep time from the stresses of daily living. So it's kind of like going into a new chapter uh, of the evening before you go to sleep. Uh, A winding down ritual can help people fall asleep faster and enjoy a higher quality of sleep throughout the night, deeper REM cycles you have a deeper REM cycle, you're gonna recover better physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Um, reading for, before bed can help lower your body's cortisol levels, which is basically the, the stress chemical that happens throughout the day in our bodies. Uh, cortisol um, allows our body to store fat. Uh, so releasing or reducing your cortisol levels is gonna help you sleep better and uh, help you burn fat. Um, and then general practitioners in Britain have begun prescribing book reading to patients who suffer from mild to moderate depression and anxiety, and many of these patients report an alleviation of their symptoms as a result and get better sleep. So step one, spend about 15 to 20 minutes reading before going to sleep. And I know some of you are probably thinking, I'm not a big reader, I'm an audiobook person, or I'm neither, right? Um, Nobody started out as a reader. Some of us might enjoy it more naturally, but that's because we've found the right book. And so if you've read a book, you didn't enjoy the book, try a different book um, until you find one that you enjoy. So step one, spend 15 to 20 minutes before going to sleep reading a book. Turn Netflix off, get off your phone, read a book. Step two, eat a healthy breakfast. Um, A lot of people eat breakfast, and that's great. That's important. Um, But more specifically, eat a healthy breakfast breakfast i'm sure that you've heard this is the most important meal of the day now for those of you that are doing intermittent fasting don't you know don't leave me like hate comments in the section i'm really big on eating breakfast if you're doing intermittent fasting and you're doing it the right way that's a whole different conversation uh just make sure that your first meal is healthy um but uh you know breakfast is the most important meal of the day for people like myself who work in the health and wellness industry uh and we actually apply what we know That's a given, but unfortunately, most people neglect this information. So studies have shown that children who eat breakfast perform at a higher level in school and are more physically active than those who skip breakfast, ultimately leading to better physical fitness, um, and uh, it increases focus, it reduces stress, again, the cortisol, um, and you have more attention throughout the day, especially in those earlier parts of the day. And how many of you know... That the earlier parts of the day you need to be, be attentive. That's when meetings are normally scheduled. Um, so before you jump to get your coffee, get some breakfast and see how much better you feel. So step two is eat a healthy breakfast. Um, step three is review your short-term and long-term goals. Uh, now by looking at these every single day, even just for a minute, it'll continue help you uh, continue to help you navigate proper decision-making. So you'll do a better job of saying no to the things that uh, you wouldn't otherwise say no to. And maybe it's it's not bad things, it could be an opportunity to go to dinner with a buddy, but you recognize that you had on your to-do, you had on your short-term goals to lose one pound this week and he wants to go grab a burger. So you recognize, no, I, I remembered my goals this week and one of them is to lose one pound. So I learned to say no to this. And then it'll allow you the time to say yes to the things that do contribute. your short and your long-term goals this is something that i do every single day before bed and all i do is i just read them one through 15 or whatever that may be i may not take action steps but it stays in the forefront of my mind so i remember every single day that i want to i want to go to these five destinations i want to lose this much weight i want to read this many books whatever it may be for you Um, the next step step four upon waking up chug a bottle of room temperature water and that sounds simple. Um, uh, with my staff, it's actually been the one that's uh, I would say made some, has made the most difference in the short term. Um, I remember reading uh, this study a long time ago because I'm not a morning person. Um, I am a person that gets up early in the morning and begins to get things done. But I just have never been the type of person where I roll out of bed and I'm ready to take on the world. Uh, I oftentimes want to hit the snooze button four or five times. And so I sit up, I grab my bottle of water and I literally chug the whole thing, 12 to 16 ounces of water. Um, Now, when you're not properly hydrated, your brain operates on less fuel and can experience fatigue, mood fluctuations, uh, which is something we all like to avoid. Now, in the morning, how many of you wake up having mood fluctuations or feeling fatigue, right? So right away, chugging a bottle of water is gonna help to avoid that. Uh, Getting fluids right away when you wake up helps your body start flushing out harmful toxins. Uh, And according to Kenneth Elner, an Atlanta Atlanta based dermatologist, your kidneys do an amazing job of cleansing and ridding your body of toxins as long as your intake of fluids is adequate. And then a 2003 study from the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism found that drinking two cups of water upon waking increased your metabolism by 30% after 30 to 40 minutes. So not only does it keep your body lean, it also helps with keeping the flow of nutrients in getting rid of free radicals. So wake up, sit up, chug a bottle of water, your brain's gonna wake up like that and you're gonna feel a lot better right away. The next step, step five. Uh, for me, this is prayer. And this is something that I have to do before my day starts. It's something that I have to do before I begin to communicate with other people. Um, and uh, some, some might call this meditation. Um, for those of you that maybe uh, aren't a Christian or a believer, um, that's perfectly fine. But I think the just the idea and what I'm going to teach on, um, if, if you consider that to be meditation, it's equally as important. So the first half for me, there's two parts of my prayer. The first half is gratitude or thankfulness. Now, by spending time acknowledging every single thing uh, that God has done in my life, all the people that I have in my life, my friends, my family, even if I haven't talked to them, the roof over my head, Uh, the water that I just chugged that some people in third world countries literally don't have access to at the side of their bed, let alone maybe a whole day, right? There's little things that when I spend a moment in prayer uh, or a couple minutes, recognizing the things that I'm grateful for really gives you some perspective on your day because some of us got to wake up to a tough day. We know that at one o'clock we've got this tough meeting and four o'clock we've got, you know, whatever it may look like. Um, So I wake up and the first half of my prayer is gratitude. So, Zig Ziglar said this, and uh, hopefully you know who that is. He said, of all the attitudes we can acquire, surely the attitude of gratitude is the most important and by far the most life-changing. So the first half of my prayer is gratitude. The second half consists of mentally mapping out my day and speaking life or self-affirming the things that I hope to accomplish in this particular day, all the goals that I've set. Um, And so uh, affirmations or positive thinking can interrupt your maladaptive neural nets, right? So the, the more you do this, the more those nerve cells that are connected to each other um, begin to break the long-term relationship with your negative thoughts. As human beings, we're instinctual, and it's natural to think negatively. It's not so much natural to think positively, so we have to be intentional, and that's why it's part of my prayer. And again, for me, I'm talking to God, but for you, you may just be uh, meditating with yourself, um, or whatever you believe in and that's fine but it's speaking life into okay today at one o'clock I've got this tough meeting but I'm going to turn it around and, uh, and then t- tonight I'm going to have a great workout and um, I'm going to onboard this new employee and I'm going to make them feel so welcome and uh, today's going to be a great day so I begin to speak life into all the things that I have on my calendar for that day and the small goals that I've set um, so uh, the next step Step six is uh, learn something relevant to your career and or your passions for up to 30 minutes. Um, I say up to, this could be five minutes, could be 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever. But up to 30 minutes, obviously over that you probably just need to be at work or, uh, or whatever it is that you do during the day specifically, unless you're in school, which this is different because this is uh, learning something relevant to either your passions or your career. Um, so by spending a little bit of time increasing your knowledge of your trade, Uh, You'll naturally go into work each day incrementally better. That's why I like doing this before work, because every single day I bring a little bit more value to my team, to my office, to my workplace, and to my companies. Um, So by investing a short period of time each morning learning a little bit more, you're going to long-term create more opportunities for yourself, whether that's a pay raise because you've become more competent over time and you've begun to implement those things into your work, Um, whether it's a, a... an advancement in your role, right? A management or a leadership role because you've begun to learn enough that you can practically apply it to the team, right? And you're the next best person for that role. Um, So every single day, learn something. So the more you know, the more you can help people, right? And don't just learn something to know it, learn something to do it. Um, So by investing a short period of time each day, you're gonna increase your personal value and in turn, increase the value of the people around you and create more opportunities long-term. The next step, step seven, exercise for 30 to 60 minutes a day for three to five days a week. And I say that specifically because a lot of people, especially this time of year, they're thinking I need to work five, six, seven days a week, uh, go to the gym, do all these things like I used to do in my heyday or in college or whatever. And that's just not the case. Um, if you eat healthy enough and, uh, If you go three to five times a week, you will reach your goals, you will maintain that body that you've worked so hard for, but if you overdo it and you overcommit, you will burn yourself out and then you'll find yourself at the beginning of next year doing the same exact thing. So don't overdo it. Um, Now, if you can, morning exercise has been shown to improve focus and mental abilities all day long. Um, Not only will you feel more awake, but you'll have more energy after your workout. Um, Your mind will be ready to take on whatever tasks you have lined up for that day. I actually don't work out in the morning. Sometimes I might go on a jog. But I work out in the evenings because when I wake up, I like to get right to work. And my workout is sort of my reward for working hard all day. Um, But no matter what time of day it is, uh, when you exercise, your body releases chemicals called endorphins. Uh, Endorphins trigger positive feelings in your body similar to that of morphine. Um, And it's ideal to do it first thing in the morning for a lot of uh, busy uh, people, especially business owners, family people, because that way if things happen during the day and you haven't planned for it, um, you've already gotten it out of the way. Um, Now by getting a short workout in, you're going to increase what's called your EPOC, your exercise uh, post-exercise oxygen consumption, which allows your body to burn more calories at rest throughout the day. So again... Exercise, uh, step number seven, exercise for 30 to 60 minutes, three to five times a week. The last step, step eight, this might be my favorite. I mean, all the other ones are really practical and are scientifically proven to to make you healthier, to make you feel better, look better, all that fun stuff. But step eight um, makes the biggest difference to everybody else around you. So step eight is do or say something nice for someone else every single day. Here's five reasons why. Number one, it promotes positive physiological changes in your brain associated with happiness. Step two, helping other people, I'm sorry, reason number two, helping other people leads to a more physically active lifestyle. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, and the study was really long. I didn't really cite the whole thing. But just, just think about that, right? By, by doing someone else a favor, naturally you're more inclined to exercise. For, so for those of you that struggle with going to the gym, I understand a lot of people don't enjoy it. Um, Maybe if you just start doing some nice stuff for people, you'll want to go to the gym. Uh, Reason number three, it distracts us from our own problems. And we all have a lot of those, right? And so sometimes it's so important to just step out of our own head and think about what can we do for somebody else? How can we make somebody else's, my day is going so bad, what can I do to make somebody else's better? Because there's nothing I can do for mine right now. Right, And so sometimes when you think about that, it's going to make a difference in somebody else's life because the, the reality is a lot of people are having a worse day than you. And so you never know by, by doing something nice for somebody else what kind of impact that will make until you go and do it. The fourth reason, it improves our self-esteem and our competence level. The fifth reason is studies show that older people who give support to uh, others live longer than those who don't. you literally increase your lifetime by being a nice person Um, here's a couple examples for you buy someone coffee next time it's three to six dollars to buy someone coffee unless you just get in front of the wrong person Um, so buy someone coffee send an encouraging text message to a friend especially someone you haven't talked to in a while I'll even say this to go above and beyond to maybe call that person uh, if you can um, and if you're thinking, oh, I can't, probably you're wrong. You can always call somebody. Um, the next thing is tell someone that you love them. Um, it's a big deal, right? And uh, we may we may not think about it a lot, but sometimes people go weeks, months without literally hearing the words, I love you. Um, and I think that's so important. Uh, every time I talk to a friend or a family member, I make sure that they know that I love them. And so, uh, tell someone that you love them. The next thing is give someone a compliment. This one I love because, like, you know, you get like a new jacket or something like that and you think it's cool, right? But you don't know for sure. Then you go to the coffee shop, you're in line, and you see a friend, and that person's like, hey, cool jacket. And you were just like, heck yeah, I spent 60 bucks on it, whatever it is, you know? And so you never know how much a compliment can go a long way. Obviously, you have to be wise, um, but. Nice shoes, love your shirt, nails look nice, whatever that may be. Give somebody a compliment. It's so, so easy. Um, and I will even say go as far as to look for something to compliment for people, right? If you go to the gym and you see a guy that's been in there and he's been trying to lose weight and you recognize, wow, I think, I think Joe has lost a couple pounds, go and tell Joe that he looks like he's lost a couple pounds. It's going to change his life. It's going to change his day for sure. Um, a couple more things. Teach someone something versus showing them Uh, I work with a lot of leaders and it's very easy to get caught up in just um, showing somebody something versus teaching them so spend the time teach someone something uh, volunteer or become a mentor to somebody that you could really help out those are examples of nice things that you could do for other people Um, so you know I believe that by implementing these eight steps every single day or at least most days of the week you'll immediately begin to experience a better day You'll have a better year, and ultimately you'll have a much better life. So let me review real quick. Step one, spend 15 to 20 minutes before going to bed reading. Uh, Step two, eat a healthy breakfast. Step three, review your short and your long-term goals. Step four, chug a bottle of water upon waking up. Step five, prayer or meditation before you leave the house, before the day gets crazy. Uh, step six, learn something new relevant to your career or your passions for up to 30 minutes if you can. Step seven, exercise for 30 to 60 minutes, three to five times a week. Last but not least, step eight, do or say something nice to someone else, especially maybe a stranger. Um, and those are the eight steps uh, to the best year of your life. Um, for those of you that this brought value to, I hope that you, you enjoyed this. Like I said, uh, maybe try all eight. But most importantly, grab one or two that really spoke to you, write them down, and begin to do them every day. I'd love to hear how it's changing your life, and I'd love to hear your comments on this episode. Um, so if you're on the YouTube channel, feel free to comment in the comment section. Uh, whether you're on the podcast or the YouTube channel, please make sure to subscribe, leave us a review, and if you think this will help a friend or a family member of yours, I'd really love it if you shared it with them as well. So just share that link via Facebook or Instagram, Um, And I'd really, really appreciate it. So thanks again for joining us on Live Well, Lead Well. Until next time, have an awesome day. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Live Well, Lead Well podcast today. I hope that the show has served you in some way. And if you enjoyed it, please make sure to leave a comment. uh, Click the button to subscribe. Leave us a review and share it with some of your friends that you think it might help. Until next time, have an awesome day.